looking at the number one California, here we come Right back where we started from Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Welcome to the OCD, bitch The show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at a seminal and underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts, The O.C. I'm your host, as always, Mike Gravani, and with me is Double Always, Ryan. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering real quick here, I like, I got the notes, I got the fucking memo. Like, once again, I was told that I will continue to not be the host of The O.C.D., and that's fine. Like, that, like I get those notes all the time, and that's fine. But I'm just wondering if maybe... We could uh, send this one home in two episodes instead of like the Rager episode where you took three to do that. I just wonder if like maybe Ooh. like you want to do on air notes right now. Maybe the board thinks that I'm not capable of hosting, but I wonder if the board ever asks, "Is Mike capable of hosting?" You know, like I think the board likes more tent for less spent, which is the phrase they come up with. More tent, like the tent that they slept in in the mall episode. I agree. Yep. That is what we they- should be talking about. If it was up to you, we would just be talking about the mall episode every fucking week. And every once in a while, interrupting the mall episode to talk about the girls of summer. It's just, let's do this right now. Are you ready? Can we just fucking do this? Can we talk about let's the just, notes that we get? All let's right. get real for real for once. So, really. uh, typically in the intro of the OCD, we, uh, you know, we hang out, we get warm, we talk about how me and Mike are friends. But you know what? Fuck that. How about that shit? Uh, most people are writing notes that say, like, if Ryan hosted, he could probably do one episode of the OC in each episode of the OCD. But Mike needs two and sometimes three. Ryan is always on point and saying things in a very uh, together manner that don't take that much time. And Mike is always up there, like, with his big-ass tongue. And you do have a big-ass tongue. I have. It's what everybody has always told me, from the doctor who birthed me to my mom who held me. And everybody in between. What is your favorite sort of iTunes uh, review? Is it the five star that says, this is bullshit and I hate this show? Or is it the one star that's like, I kind of like this. I think it's really good. I I actually understand the one star more. <laughs> saying like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. This is a one star show, but I like it. Like, I understand something being so up your own butt, but you know it's a one star thing. The five star, that you're, you're a crazy person. Look. Uh, I, I I love this show, and I think they do good, and they talk about the OC. They do everything that they're supposed to do, but gun to my head, one star. One fucking star. One star. Look, look, it's not Citizen Kane, so it's one star. I'm not going to tell you it's not. And are they both better than the the person who gives two and a half stars? Yeah, the, fuck you. The weak Make a decision, critic. you coward. What are we doing? What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You have you cho- sycophantic parasite. You've chosen a life of rating podcasts on iTunes, right? And and that's your life, you and that's cool. That? And the, yeah. how do you how do you monetize that? They make thirty four dollars an hour, and that's fine. But to give everything two and a half stars and say I like some stuff, but I don't like other stuff, two and a half stars. That's somebody who did C all the way down on their scantrons growing up. Cowards. And just answered C, the two and a half letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it really, though? So you wanted to move off notes because you don't want me to just read what the board says about you? Uh, That's fine. You know uh, what? How about at random, you pick one of the notes and read it out loud. About one of the ones that are about me. I dare this you. Is, this, says, this is in the Ryan Notes piles. Maybe Mike does lo- numerous episodes because he's analytical and he doesn't want to just scream plot points. Oh, really? It's weird to have a subtweet oh, in a really? Note. Because Mike is the analytical one, and Ryan is the one that's always screaming plot points. This is insane to me. I mean, one of our tones is a little screamier than the others right now. 
I feel I like that kind of emotional abuse where because I'm calm, I'm not the asshole. I feel like that I am both the Ebert and the Siskel of this show. And you are that one Sesame Street character that one time who was like, hey, guys, I'm going to only be in this one episode. And then we never saw again. Did they try that? There were three of them and he didn't have thumbs, so they kicked them off? On se- when they went on Sesame Street? No, I, I, I thought you were saying a Sesame Street character was on Ebert and Siskel. No, I'm saying that in the history of Sesame Street, only one character has had one oh, line, and that is you. You're mixing metaphors, the sign of a bad host. That's why you <laughs> Damn it. Host. Wait, what's a metaphor? Pooping, silly. We are doing part two of the OCD Confidential. Ryan, what did we talk about in part one? All right, so what we talked about in part one is that Carter, who is like the Kirsten of boys, wants to fuck Kirsten, the Carter of girls. And, and they go to a winery. I hope that it doesn't happen because I am so pro Sandy. In the meantime, Mike, Zach wants to break up Seth and Summer because maybe his smiles aren't that, like, uh, you know, like maybe they're not that, like, uh, generic in A. Maybe he actually is a villain, which he totally fucking is. But I think Summer and Seth turned him into it. They want to punch Zach into this. They wanted him to be this, so I went, fuck it. I will be this. And he has that smile. Like, if you see someone with that smile, you should probably find a way to utilize that. Mm, yeah, you got to use that smile. Stop smiling normal. Start smiling evilly. Are you excited? What are we going to talk about tonight? Do you know? Also, I wish that I had a way to uh, smile and then me disappear and the smile stays instead of the way that normally happens where I smile and the smile goes away, but I still stay. So I'm just yeah, sitting there not smiling. That's horrifying, not in like the creepy way that Cheshire Cat did, but it looks like some sort of devilish demon erased your mouth. Those motherfuckers are all children, because what we have not talked about is Caleb and Julie and their complicated relationship, I would say. I would say. And then also the other adults, uh, Ryan and Marissa and Sandy's thumbprint in between the two of them. Ew. All that and more on tonight's The OCD. Ryan, let's start with Julie and Cal, Caleb is coming back in town, so Julie poses on their marital bed, covered in flowers, a la American Beauty. American Beauty's still hot, right? I can do this, right? Everyone still this, loves American Beauty. This tracks, I think, six years after American Beauty that Julie's still using it as a sexual reference. This is six years after American Beauty. Uh, we are at, like, what, 21 years after American Beauty, uh-huh. and now we all know it's dumb. Did they know six years after it came out that it was dumb? I bet a lot of the kids did. I bet Sandy and Kirsten do. Again, I think this is a pure Julie move. Do you know how many like, like weird bugs are going to be on those rose petals? It's not sexy. It's going to get in every nook and cranny. What movie should Julie have done instead? Single Kramer white female? Kramer. <laughs> Just movie posters of single white female everywhere. Just like shredding this? those all over herself. Uh, so Cal comes in and he's like, Julie? He yells through their giant mansion and she's like come up here and he keeps like they're yelling back and forth and when he she finally berates him into coming to the bedroom his answer is what's all this and she says what's it look like and this is the best cow so funny so cruel he says well it looks like one of your movies <laughs> and she says that's not funny and he was like uh, not meant to be <laughs> like, you've uh, met me do i tell jokes <laughs> usually i'm caleb the fucking funniest person you've ever met <laughs> that was not a joke at all and this is Mike. This is why my relationship is spiraling. This is why I like I can't go out on a limb because every time I think to do something that Julie did, I'm so worried that my wife that loves me will come in and be like, 
what is this bullshit? Yeah, your wife <laughs> is the gal of our friend group. Uh, Snoopy, her name? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, she's she's bald. She's always furrowing those brows. And she just belittles you as a little sex object. And it's not okay, man. And I guess Julie deserves it. Not because of the porn thing, but because uh, the first part, she's like, hey, Marissa, go have your fun. I have to I go. Have to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I have to go trick my husband into falling back in love with me. And it does not work out. It. They they both are very cruel to each other, and it's really hurtful. It's just more hurtful because I'm. We've seen more human sides of Julie, so I'm going to take more of her side in this. Think about that, though. Think about your your. Uh, it's a uh, two person relationship, and you're taking Julie's side. Well, because she's done fucked up stuff, uh, but she cares for him in a way, and then she doesn't openly say stuff. It like maybe it's the open. He says, "Cancel whatever spa treatment you have planned for tomorrow. We have to have a serious talk." And then she's like, "What are we going to talk about?" And he says, "I'll let my eternity talk for me." Like he's he's a little bitch who wants to feel strong. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, Caleb sucks. The other thing too is that uh, it's their noogies. You know, like their whole marriage has been all about the noogies, mm-hmm. and then once they refuse to give each other noogies, they did it all like, for the noogies. Is this cool? Is this can I like can I give you a noogie now? And they're like, "Oh, this is weird. I don't know if this is noogie appropriate." It's it's hard. It's hard to be married. <laughs> okay do you want to talk about something else uh julie ru- leaves uh a little humiliated uh because he wouldn't even american beauty here and goes to lance's to have a drink well yes i think that if you if you're reed richards and sue throws you out go to dr doom's house <laughs> go to your most arch villain and see what happens and the problem is that julie's worried because she says uh, i'm so worried because me and my Girls are gonna be out on the street. Mm-hmm. Girls, are we Girls? serious right Where? now? Who? Where is she? Is she just with China brushing away her alopecia, trying to glue hair to this fucking hairless horse? She flew to Taiwan to glue hair onto a horse. What is her name, Mike? Do you even remember? Caitlin. Caitlin is Marissa's sister, and Julie doesn't give a shit unless it's appropriate. Yeah, unless it, it can fucking wring some help out of somebody else. But then she looks shot because Lance is like, "Look, Caleb's old." His health is not good. It's like he does not, he's talking like a robot. And he's like, I know a guy who knows a guy. And then Julie's like, You're serious, aren't you? And he goes, As a heart attack. Because that's the level of clever Lance is at. But come on, you have to admit that I have a pill that's going to give Caleb a heart attack. I didn't know there was a heart attack pill. And I can give him this pill and he will have a heart attack. And then when you say, Are you serious? I'm going to say, As a heart attack. Caleb, you killed it right there. You're doing good. He is, like, I think that he can go write Hallmark cards after that. (laughs) I do like, uh, Julie, like, has that that moment of, like, what the fuck? And she writes him a check. She's like, get out of town before you do something horror. Like, this is not, you're not a murderer. I'm not a murderer. Leave. But that's not for him. It's for her. She's saying, leave right now, or I will totally do all right. of the bad things that I want like, you... I'm going to get drunk, listen to White Snake, and then ask you to kill Caleb, so I need you to leave before any of that happens. For sure. And I wish I had that checkbook. And then, so, how do you feel about this? Uh, she kisses him to get him out of town. Is that an okay kiss? You're in a bad marriage? You give somebody a goodbye kiss, or is that still not okay? I don't know. When she kisses him, the photos go off, right? Oh, Chick- somebody's watching. Like, there's been no hint that somebody's been Michael Myers stalking them until this happens. And I sort of like, I don't know. Like, I can see a way where like kisses are more important than hand jobs. But this kiss is totally fine. But the way that the it was the hand job that happened at the same time <laughs> that was less than okay. 
The way that these photos go off is, oh my goodness, Julie is kissing the guy who was in a porno with her 10 years ago and then put it on at a party and now she's totally fine with it. Uh, these photos look bad. They they look they look a little bad. We don't know who's taking them. The next time we see uh, Julie and Caleb, she comes home and he is sitting in the dark. And you know, like the minute he heard her car, he turned all the lights off and ran to the. He hasn't been sitting in the dark for hours. He's not that cool. Oh no, Caleb hires people to be cool. Like when uh, last time Caleb uh, went to Lance's apartment, mm-hmm. he hired guys to be cool. Caleb was like, you know what would be cool if I sit in the dark, but like couldn't handle it. And then when she when he heard that key hit the door. He uh, and then it was like, "Hey, should you go take a shower?" Cause oh all yeah, the, Don't all the porno something. video sex you've been having. And that's because his stand-in was sitting there for hours, and he was like reading golf news, so he he forgot his lines. All right, Mike, let's go to my favorite segment of the show. Who is full of shit? Julie starts crying, uh-huh. realizing that her marriage is over. Caleb's like, "Oh damn, is she really crying? Who's full of shit right now?" I think he is more because he says, are these real tears? And again, why I respect Julie more than Caleb. She's up front and says, no one's more surprised than me, which <laughs> yeah. is fucking awesome. Julie fires back. And Julie didn't do the thing that she tried to do, which is like, you know how like movie people puke? Uh-huh. Uh, she didn't put her hands up to her eye and have like a, a spew of green pea soup shoot out of her eyes. Uh, and then he says, I'll give you one more chance. Standing here, I realize I still have feelings for you. Fuck you. I want him to die. I want Lance to get get him. Oh, you may get your wish. Who's full of more shit? Is it uh, Julie's tears or Caleb's? I think we can do this. I think that. I, I think because he's actually a weak man, I think he keeps avoiding real interactions, so he just keeps kicking that ball down the court instead of dealing with the real problem right then. Because and hoping crying. Kirsten can handle it. Yeah, it mean, like. Because she'll handle the tears. He expected Julie to like fight back, and he could kind of handle that. But because he's showing real emotion, he's like, uh, maybe later. But I will say, mm, I hate to defend Caleb here. Don't like do this it. is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. But uh, he really thought that like Julie was just a soap opera opera actress that came to life. Right. He sort of is seeing like, oh my god, is this is this seriously a real person? But that's because he, unlike us, has ignored every time she is a real person. They've been together a long enough time, and Julie does let down the mask enough that it's his fault for not realizing it. All right, so he is absolutely in the wrong. Do you want them to break up? I guess just to, like, I'm sick of that big fucking house. I want to see what happens to this family. What big house do they move to next? Do they have to move to Taiwan to live with China? Because that's the only place they have left. (laughs) And that's the only place without alopecia. Uh, I I will say that like I will tolerate the McMansions that the Coens live in. Uh, where Caleb and Julie live is disgusting. Sheer like, opulence. It, yeah, it's it's. There it's are gross. bones of workers who helped build the house in the frame for sure. <laughs> and then they hang signs above the bones that say, "Look at these bones." Look at these bones. Uh, that is it for Julie and Caleb this week. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, let's get to the our little detectives. Ryan. Ryan is wondering who brought the drugs to the party. Who? And who? 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 And Marissa says, Kyle Johnson, uh, Whitey McWhiterson. And Ryan, and she points at him, and Ryan's like, I've never seen him before. Neither have we, Ryan. Neither have we, the viewers. But the I, show's like, this guy's been in the background the whole time. <laughs> Do you think there's like a Zelig Forrest Gump 
sort of thing where we can go back and find this guy in the mm-hmm. background of every single party we've ever been to. It's this guy and Jack Black, and they're just hanging out in the background the whole time. But it doesn't bother us because they're right. No matter what, if you're partying in Orange County, there is this guy in the background of yeah. every single party that and you've ever been to. And he does look like that. No matter what era, there's going to be the multicolored polo, still a puka shell necklace, still spiky blonde hair. And I want to say it's for TV, but no, it's for real life. It's the guy who says, like, oh, it's not about the money. It's about getting this one person way fucked up because the drama. I just love the it's, drama. It's power and drama. Characters welcome. Uh, Did you hear that the, the TV show Power? Not Powers, but Power? The one with, you know that one? I I'm, was waiting for you to finish your sentence. I, I've heard of this as a show. I know nothing about it. I think it's on BET. Uh, it got canceled after like five seasons. Five seasons where we never watched an episode, and now there's three spinoffs from that. Wow, good for power. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. I'm sorry, continue. Should one network have all that power? Uh, Bet. So they've decided, did you just say bad? <laughs> they decided uh, the best plan is uh, Marissa should go undercover and talk to Jess, the girl who almost died, uh, and say, do you know anybody who can hook me up? And, like, I got to say, man, like, part of the reason that I love this show is because every time there's a decision to be made, they're like, all right, there's seven options. This is the only option that has us be teen detectives. Let's pick that one and let's be teen, teen detective. detectives. Uh, and I, Summer's a great friend because she, like, overhears a little of Jess and Marissa's conversation, and she's like, Marissa Cooper, are you doing coke? Like, she's like, I'm not having any of this bullshit. I'm not going to dance around it. And instead, uh, Marissa's like, no, we're being teen detectives. And Summer's like, I'll pretend to be stoned. And then <laughs> she full-on puts on a blue collar and a dead dog's carcass and runs around barking for Scooby Snacks for the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a little much. Uh, meanwhile, Sandy and Trey are dealing with uh, the big Irish conservative type with eight kids, six of whose are daughter, who are gunning for Trey, which is part of what... These two plot lines coalesce because they need to get the Irish lawyer who hates Trey automatically to realize that there's somebody else who might have drugs in Orange County other than Trey. Well, this is a dad of eight daughters, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Irish dude who has eight daughters who hate, definitely wants to get Trey off the streets, like put him in jail. And then Sandy goes and talks to him, and the judge is like, this is inappropriate. This is very weird. And then Trey runs up. He's like, you can't put me in jail, man. Shut up. Stop it. And the guy is like, no, none of you in my restaurant. Also, find me a suspect. He tells them the only way they'd get a deal. That's not how the law works. I don't think it's up to the defendant to find another suspect. Trey, I understand that you're 19. And Sandy, I understand that you're 44. I just need you to become teen detectives and figure this shit out. <laughs> Do you have a team of teen detectives you could sick on this? Because that's what I need. If you don't have a van, steal a van. You need a van. You definitely need a van. One to two dogs. Maybe can they talk? Uh... I do when Sandy and Trey, Sandy's trying to get him to walk through the night and he's like, What happened next? What happened next? And Trey at first is trying to fight and he's like, Okay, Jess and I hit it off a little. I thought they railed. Apparently they didn't. Talked and stuff. Next thing I know, cops arrived and she's face down in the pool. There is definitely a this is serial season four, man. There is missing moments in between them, I thought, fucking in Marissa's bedroom and her face down in the pool. What happened? Did she leave for the bathroom and then he was confused, like he started himself off. Also, we're we are at the point, even with this fucking ginger Irish judge who controls the entire city, 
who just still knows how Atwoods have to be Atwoods. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, if he, like, probably nothing happened. He was just probably heroic and only did the right thing in the time that she was passed out and then flew out of the second story window into a pool. <laughs> so uh, the judge is like, get me defendant. And then Sandy's like, what are we going to do? And the kids run to him and say, hey, actually, we've been going undercover. Should we meld our stories? And he's like, okay. Uh, and then oh, Trey what do you very- want? Do, do you want us to not be teen detectives? I'm sorry, we accidentally went undercover and found all of this uh, evidence. I'm sorry, this is the show Josh Schwartz wish he was writing, and so he shoves it in as much as he can. Uh, a very sweet moment I do think is while, while Sandy and Trey are like staking out this new water polo party the kids are going undercover at, is uh, Trey's just like, man, no matter what happens, I want to thank you for everything you've done. He's like so appreciative and sure he's going to jail and kind of fine with it. This was a big moment because, yeah, he, he like, we're done now, right? Like, Trey should be in jail, and that's going to happen. But he made a point of saying, not like, fuck you, Sandy. Fuck right. you like the rest of them. They all hate me, and I hate them. But he was like, I'm going to jail. Come on, look at me. And- I, think, I think at his core, Trey is a good dude, and nothing in the show will ever change my mind of that, I'm certain. I'm what? certain nothing could. He, he's just like what some could- Robin Hood-type criminal. What could possibly change your mind from that? Uh, so where the big sting is happening is there's a beachside red velvet rope water polo party that you have to, I guess, get on the list, even though Jess is stoned out of her mind at the uh, Death Cab concert handing out invites. Mike, it's so hard for me to watch this shit because uh, we have a new award in the award section called High Noon at Meta Mountain. And uh, it's really hard when I have to watch this scene that is the exact scene from the first episode of everything that happened. But now Trey sort of gets to fight back against water polo players. And now we know that like, they're all terrible. Like there's, there's, there's not a good one. As amongst a species, the bunch. There's not a good one of the bunch. Also, let's talk about Jess real quick. Jess, I think has a boyfriend. Who, I think it's Kyle Johnson, the she, dealer. She brings Marissa who wants drugs, but not sex to Kyle Johnson. Uh-huh. And she's like, Hey Marissa, have fun. Hope you get, only what you want and none of what you don't want. And yeah, Kyle Johnson's like, hey, I'm going to give you the drugs, but I'm also going to rape you right now. Is that cool? When, when the deal is going to go down, Jess is like, it would be 80, but it's 60 because you're cute. Go talk to him. Uh, and the whole time leading up to this, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Kyle said no to Ryan coming to the party. So Marissa sneaks him in the different door and they keep hiding Ryan. Like he's just poking his head up from behind yeah. Marissa's shoulders. And then their faces are getting closer together every time they try to hide. Just do the Captain America Black Widow. Just fully embrace it. You want to. Just make out. Uh, but yeah, so Kyle Johnson is is making moves on Marissa, and she's like, I kind of have a boyfriend. And he says, I kind of don't care. And I Trey, kind of don't care. And then cop cars come out of nowhere, and Trey clotheslines Kyle with the cop door. She's suddenly in a cop car, and, and it's fucking amazing. So while this drug deal goes down, this drug deal almost rape goes down, all of the cop cars come into the beach, including the cop car that is carrying the judge or the DA. Uh-huh. Uh, he's there, too. And then Trey opens up his door at the right time to destroy the bad guy. And are you starting to think right now, let's just say that you have never watched any more of the OZ. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking now, Trey is a pretty good guy, and he's going to be a hero forever? I think so. That's like He is just maybe a little more extreme. Ryan, just like U.S. Agent, was more extreme Captain America. He is the 90s version. Like, you got to update. It's a little brutal. Why is Atwood so little Atwood? Can we get more Atwood in a character, please? Let's get big Atwood. Uh, So, like, everybody's happy. Trey's not going to jail anymore. 
and Ryan Marissa drop him off. And they have a very sweet moment where they're like, it's been a while since we've been alone without someone or something getting in the way. Well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And they go back and they 69. Uh, but they kiss a little and then Marissa's awesome because she's like, we shouldn't, we can do better than the front of Sandy's car. Like very, I like when people are open communicators. In front of, not just the car, but in front of his brother's house. In and front of his brother's house in your sort of dad's car. She's like, you have a pool house. Let's just go there to 69. And if you're, uh, like, if you're like the like the uh, sort of least rational person who notices things, you might see that also Trey has a crush on Marissa. So let's get the fuck away from Trey's house. It's like, it seems light and, and harmless. It's just she's nice to him and I'm sure it'll be fine. She gave him a lava lamp. Uh, and especially he has just now because she somehow knows where he lives. She just showed up. And she's like, uh, my guy's in jail now. Let's 69. <laughs> Jess. Jess is the definitive. Like Jess just makes poor choices. Jess, mm-hmm. you have to make better choices. Make better choices. Uh, and that is the episode. Ryan, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, the awards. Ryan, it is time for the awards. And kicking it right off is an old favorite. The magical musical moment of the week. I mean, I feel like this is a fucking slammy D. The band. Capital T, capital B. The band of the OC is Death Cab. And they are just on the show and everyone has tickets. And we all went to see Death Cab playing The Sound of Settling. The Sound of Settling. I'd say that the bigger one is title and registration. Talk about how the glove compartment isn't accurately named because nobody puts gloves in it. You know what? I'm wrong. I should give uh, Death Cab another fucking chance because they have a song called uh, Glove Compartments Are Cool. But no, this is the one where, like, uh, yeah, they're all there. They're all listening to The Sound of Sound. I love that song. Uh, that is mine as well. Do you have a sandied wisdom? Hey, Kirsten. I understand that you work with a very handsome rocketeer. But still, I would like you to not drink and drive. Okay. I like that. Don't drink and drive no matter what. Uh, mine is, at this point, trusting in team detectives. Like, the kids have done enough. He's just like, yeah, we should team up. Normally, I go against you guys, but no, I'm full on board. Because this <laughs> will commis- solve this case. The Newport Beach Commissioner of Police is like, we haven't solved a case in 10 years, but you guys do it every week. No, definitely, you guys <laughs> should go solve that case. Uh, Orange Couture? I loved Marissa's party jacket. Because everybody is going to the party, like, bikinis and just, like, do whatever, dress whatever. And Marissa goes in, like, something that's, like, almost a little gaudy for Elton John. Elton John would be like, no, that's a little shiny for Full me. Full Liberace. Yeah. Uh, Marissa walks in with a uh, blazer that is covered in glitter that is blinding. Yeah, is, is it reflective denim? <laughs> is it, what is this? Did you just name our next podcast? <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I cannot wait to be on it. Uh, that is mine at all. How could it not be that? And it's the, her side pony while she's doing It's all crazy. Uh, comics Connection? All right, so we got a couple here. Uh, Fantagraphics is mentioned. Do you know that? Do you know that brand? No. You ever read a Fantagraphics comic? Who are the Fantagraphics? Uh, they made Ghost World, Usagi Yojimbo. Okay. Who hung out with Ninja Turtles. Uh, and Family Tree. Uh, what is it? Hip Hop Family Tree? That was Fantagraphics. Also, I have a couple more here. Sherilyn Featherbrook. Do you remember the daughter of the guy who was supposed to be, like, the Native American who was supposed to be in charge of the wine thing? Okay. But his daughter was there instead. Yes. She was a character in the first season of Lucifer. 
Good, good comics connection. Mine went the writing one. So you did better than I did. You win that. Atwood has got an Atwood. Um, I don't have one for this, so I'm going to go back to comics connection. Uh, Joe Sacco is in the kitchen of the party that they go to. Joe Sacco is a very independent comic writer, not from the big two, but wrote the book Palestine. If you've never heard of that, then go read Palestine. I guess I'll go read Palestine. Uh, good shout out to Joe Sacco. Sacco. Uh, my ad was got to add what is uh, sometimes he's noble, sometimes he does good things, sometimes he's an idiot. Like sneaking to the party and having no plan other than to turn around quickly every time the guy who wants him out of the party walks by. <laughs> that is a Ryan-level plan. Why don't you pour another one, Kirsten? I mean, come on. Like, this one is... This is the dumbest award we've ever given. Like, Kirsten just wants to drink as much as she can around Carter as much as possible. Mine is her specific line, because Carter's like, I can't drive, you drive. And she says, I can't drive. I've had as much as you, and I'm half your size. Are we getting to the point now, though, like where you watch Kirsten and her actions and her drinking, and you watch your family members and the way that you drink as often as you drink? And like, do we all know what's going to happen, right, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Describe my face for the listeners. Uh, Mike's face blew up like he was the uh, like Falcor from (laughs) Neverending Story. And then I got on his back, and he took me on a ride to rehab, where we both went to rehab, which is exactly where Kirsten is clearly going. She, she just like on a just on a flying dog dragon. She needs to get there as quickly as possible. Uh, brand new, hot off the presses, High Noon at Meta Mountain. High Noon at Meta Mountain is so clear to me. It's it's why I love and hate the show. Summer is at the bait shop at a show where Death Cab is playing, and she says. Where else but the bait shop are tickets plentiful and the band is never too loud to talk over? Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, mine is when they're trying to figure out, when they're first like, there's somebody dealing drugs, and Seth goes, what are you going to do, go undercover instead of a high school sting operation? And that's exactly what they do. Yours is better. Thank you. You win. Thank you for that. Thank you for the holophonics. It's like I'm the holophonics. You're the holophonics. Pick it up. YourPopFilter.com is where you should go. Put a slash Amazon on the back of that. That's how you shop. Go to Patreon.com slash YourPopFilter to throw us some shekels. Pick a tier. Get some content. What other shows are out there, Ryan? We have so many shows. Oh, my God. Have you heard of, Mike, the movie of the year where, like, the Oscars thought that they figured out the 2019 movie? Oscars. But, no, leave it up to us. Search for movie of the year. Subscribe, rate, and review that podcast. It's way better than the Oscars. And then also, of course, the Superhero Show Show. (laughs) Do not search for that. Search for a superhero hour hour until I can get in there and change okay, it. Okay, that's I, I like honest commercials. Uh, if you think Caleb is fully in the right or you're pro Kyle Johnson, die and go to hell. And also email us, contact at yourpopfilter.com or hit us up on social media at yourpopfilter. Ryan, do you want to find out what's going on? Am I, I have to week? pee. Next week, Sandy, Seth, and Ryan travel to Miami to visit the Nana after she tells Sandy she's getting married to a much younger man. Meanwhile, back in Newport, Kirsten, unable to go to Miami because Sandy, because of work, is left on her own to deal with her feelings for Carter. Meanwhile, Trey misinterprets Marissa's friendship as a sexual advance. Also, Zach invites Summer to home-cooked dinner at his house. Until then, stay gay dads and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs late tro. California! California!